Thanks for listening to the Galilee Students Podcast. We exist to help students love God, love others, and serve all. Is a, a good uh, night for you. I just want to talk about, we've been in this really heavy series, like uh, two weeks ago we started it, and then we took a break last week just to like breathe a little bit and do like throw tennis balls all over the place. And now we're going to kind of move back into another heavy topic. But if you've not been with us, I just want to give you the roadmap of, of where we've been. And then I'm going to give you a roadmap of where we're going tonight. Uh, we, we started week one and we just talked about this, that, that what we believe, if you go ahead to that first slide, if you would, uh, like we've been talking about this, like that what you believe about God affects what you're going to be, believe about sexuality. Like what you believe about Genesis 1-1, that God is this creator, that he is a designer, that he has, he's made the world and the earth and the sun and, and us and our bodies, like that he has made all of that. Whatever we believe about Genesis 1-1 really is going to affect what we believe about our sexuality. And that's kind of where we started. Uh, the week after that, uh, we went to this and we kind of talked about uh, this picture here. And we talked about this. We just said this, that this is God's design for sex. Like, it's in marriage between a husband and a wife. Like, that's what we talked about. Like, that is the, the loving barriers that he's given us. Like, that's where this would happen best. Like, that's where he would be God's blessing. Like, that's where it would be. And we talked about some other things that, like, that aren't in the box. Like, and we're going to talk about one of those tonight that, that would just really, you know, it, it's, it's really not what God wants for us. So tonight, I just want to talk a little bit about one of those things that's outside of the box. And tonight we're going to talk about pornography. And here's the thing, like, before we start tonight, I really want to do this. I, I just uh, want to apologize. I did this the first week, and I think it's important that I do this. And I want to apologize because we've not talked about this enough. There's a lot of times I get to set the teaching schedule. Me and Blake sit down, and we, we go through things. And usually every other year, we do something on dating or sexuality or something like that. And it came back around this year. And I just want to apologize that many times, like, we just don't talk about some things we need to talk about enough. And if the stats are correct, if the stats I've been reading the past weeks and the books that I've read to, to get ready for this series, like this is something that needs to be addressed and it's something that we, we need to talk about. It's just one of those things and I, I just want to apologize I mean, that, that, that I've been silent and that the church many times is silent on. I hope you'll take my heartfelt apology and I, I, like this is something we need to talk about more. And he, where we're going tonight is really this. I just want to talk about like the damage that pornography does. Like it, just, it does a lot of things mentally and physically and relationally and spiritually to us. Like that many times I don't think we realize till we get later down the road and it's begun to do all of its damage. And we're going to talk about that. Tonight we're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about some help. Like you just need to know, like we're going to talk about some practical things, like some help for you tonight. Like that's what we're going to, we're going to talk about. Like that's just what we're going to do. Like uh, we want you to know, like in the past, like I'm apologizing, we haven't offered a lot of help. Like tonight we're going to offer some help. Like that's what we're going to do. And, and we're going to talk about that help. I also want you to know this, that, that here's the thing, like this, this is a place of grace. And just know, sometimes when you hear messages like this, what loves to creep in is shame and guilt. And those sometimes are good motivators, right? There are times in my life where guilt motivated me to change things. But can I just tell you, there's a better motivator. That's the love of Jesus Christ. 
That if Jesus loves us, that we'd want to begin to change certain things in our lives. That we begin to take certain parts of our life apart and we be, begin to put it back together around Jesus. And that, I just want you to know tonight that like, we want to move tonight towards healing and hope. Like we want to move away from shame and guilt tonight. And where we want to go is, is healing and hope. Like that's where we want to land the plane tonight. So just know that's kind of where we're going tonight. Uh, and hopefully, man, when you walk out of here, like there is some healing and there is some hope and we can leave some of the shame and some of the guilt at the door. And more importantly, at the foot of the cross. Uh, tonight, I just want to start off with this question. If you go ahead to that next slide, I, I really I want to just talk about what pornography is. Because here's the thing. We've got all different age groups in here and many people may not even know what I'm talking about tonight. And if you don't, that is awesome. I'm glad. Like, this is not something you should study. We're going to talk about that at the end of the message. Like, this is not something to research. Like, what pornography is and what we're kind of talking about tonight is this. It's a depiction or the description of sexual or explicit behavior in in videos, in pictures, in writing. And now even on, like, Spotify, there are, like, audio storytelling of, of sexual explicit things going on. And that's just what we're talking about tonight. We would know that that's outside of the box. Like, that's not God's best for us. Like, that's not how he wants us to engage with those kinds of things. Like, that's just not the place, and we're going to talk about that a lot tonight. You know, every second, 30,000 people are looking at pornography. Every second, 30,000 people are looking at pornography. The Huffington Post reports this, that porn sites now receive more visitors each month. This is mind-blowing to me, than three really big, really big dogs. Like three, porn sites now receive more visitors each month than Netflix, Amazon, and Twitter combined. And as I look at our culture, I can't imagine growing up in the culture you're growing up in. I just can't imagine it. When I was your age, to get anything pornography-wise, like, there was, it was just not accessible. Like, when I was growing up, you'd walk into a gas station, and it was behind where the guy at the checkout line, there was, like, all these magazines that they had covered up, and there was all those. Like, that was the one place. Uh, if you'd walk into, like, a blockbuster video, we had to actually go and rent videos. Now you can just do it on your phone. Like, it's crazy the way the world has changed. In a lot of video stores, there was like a back room where people could go in and check out this, this gross stuff. Like it was on a cable channel like that people only had access to. It was just, it was just crazy. And here's the thing now, it just changed. Like you had to go looking for it when I was your age. Now here's the thing you just need to know. Like it's out to find you. Like, it is, it is so prevalent, it is out to find you. It's, it, like, pornography is actually, like, actively seeking you out. Like, there's pop-up ads that come up on computers. There are, you're just searching one thing, and there's something in the sidebar of the, the site you're on, and you're not even looking for, for anything, man. Like, you were just trying to, to do whatever it is you want to do, and all of a sudden this, this thing pops up that would love to tempt you. Like, it's just there. Like, nowadays, even in your, like, Instagram or any social media account, you will get a DM, you'll get some link from somebody you don't know, and they'll be enticing you to say, hey, why don't you click on this ad? Like, you can't even, like, it is coming after you guys. Like, it, it, like it, it, every time that happens, I hope you're hitting no and delete and block and report. Like, like I hope you're hitting those buttons. Because here's the thing, you guys are living in this world where, like, 
like access is many times in, like, like right here in our hands, often. And I just can't imagine growing up in that kind of culture. Like you're in this culture where gaming consoles, you can, uh, you know, get on a browser there. And like you're, you're in this thing where there's laptops that can now, like back in the day at my house, there was one computer. You didn't, like everybody in the house didn't have a, their own computer like nowadays where we all have this laptop we take to our rooms and, and do whatever it is we want to do. Like it's just the game is totally, like it's just totally changed. Like there's, there's iPads and it's just like this is something we need to address. And, and just know this, just because it's more accessible, here's the thing, I'm not letting you off the hook, and neither is God. Like, just because I'm not giving you an out because it's more accessible and it's coming after you, here's the thing, you may need to listen and lean in even closer tonight because it is coming after you. Like, it is coming, like, you're not even going to be looking for things, and there's going to be temptation come your way, unfortunately, and I just hate that. So, man, I really, would you just lean in tonight? Would you lean into some of the research we're going to talk about? Would you lean into what Jesus wants to tell us about what happens? About these barriers and these guardrails that he loved, lovingly want to put in our place? I just hope you will. The average age, many times, unfortunately, is becoming lower and lower for people's first exposure to seeing things like this. And it just breaks my heart. Like Many... Uh, Studies are saying 12 or, or 11 years old. Now many studies are saying a couple of them I saw were as young as 8 years old. And sadly, almost all men and women are exposed many times by the time there's adults. And man, if you haven't, I just want to encourage you to keep that going. Because as I go into this next part of the message about the damage that pornography would love to do, like I hope when, you, when I'm talking and you're hearing some of this research, and I hope when I'm reading some scripture that some red flags will go off. And you'll be like, man, I, not just now I want to think about, like, down the road, what could happen in life if I continue. Like, I just, it's a really damaging thing. And I just want to walk through some of those things. Like, the, here's the biggest problem is this. It's, it's a thing that happens, and it's very addictive. All research is pointing to that these images, and when this happens, it's a, an addictive property. Like it's one of those things that takes, it's really difficult to just shut off. It's one of those things that you're really going to have to work to deal with. Like it's this addictive thing. Uh, studies are showing now that pornography is more addictive and more destructive than cocaine. Like all this research is going into this stuff, and I know tonight, you know, you're uh, you, as we talk tonight, maybe you're not into the spiritual stuff, man. Like you're not down with with Jesus yet, and we that's okay. This is a safe place to not be a believer, but just know this: we're always every single stinking week going to talk about Jesus. We're going to point you toward him because we just believe that's what's best for you. But even if you don't believe in the spiritual stuff or that it's a sin, man, you I don't. You, maybe you're a science dude, or you like, to, you, you like research, and maybe tonight you'll just listen to that part, and you'll be like, well, man, it's right with the Bible that that's not good for me. Like, I probably need to listen up. Like, I better listen up a little bit. Because here's the thing, this porn addiction is like a drug addiction, and what it likes to do, it likes to affect the, the you've probably heard this in health class, like the, the prefrontal cortex of your brain, which is the part of the brain that helps you make conscious decisions. And that part of your brain, that prefrontal cortex, is, it's not fully developed until you're 25. So here's what happens when we're in our teenage years and, and we, have, we see these graphic things. And this addiction begins to happen. It's even more damaging when we're younger. 
See, here's the thing. I, I just want to talk about that. If you go ahead to that next slide, here, here's what porn, like it wants to hit all four categories. Porn uh, would affect us physically, mentally, relationally, and spiritually. And I just want to show you. I'm going to walk through all these things, and some of them hit multiple ones. Like they're going to hit the mental and the relational. Some of them are just going to hit the spiritual. Like you just need to know that it is wanting to come after you with all of those things. Like it, I just want to warn you tonight, like there's, there's damage that would happen like out there. Like maybe you're just a give me the facts person. That's where we're going to start tonight, but we're going to get to the spiritual. Uh, studies show this, like... Um, if you would look at it, and they've done longitudinal studies, like that means year upon year upon year of studies. And the, here's what they found. They found people uh, that dive into pornography, it leads to depression. And I don't know anybody that, like, who's like, well, sign me up for, for some of that. Like I'd love some more depression in my life. I'd love for things to be a little heavier in life. But all research points that when that begins to happen, the prefrontal cortex, like those things begin to happen, like... People begin to feel more and more depressed, like it hits the mental. Like another thing that happens is, is antisocial behavior begins to start, which means this. You just begin to like slowly distance yourself from people. Like more and more instead of hanging out with friends, you're like, oh, I'm not going to Waffle House tonight. I'm just going to chill. Uh, and you just begin to get a little more of a, a loner. You like begin to move slowly away from people. Uh, research shows this, that people tend to be more aggressive. Just the way it begins to work on our, our, our brain. People become more narcissistic. That means you're all about yourself even more. Like, I don't need any help with that because so often I'm all about me. These kind of images and these things over and over again begin to lead to these things. Uh, people who, who, who view this are more likely to commit uh, a sex crime. I mean, it's just some really scary things that would, would go on. Like, like physically, uh, people don't realize what's happening, and the research is saying this. Like, what, what's happening to your brain is, is this. We see these images. There is a, uh, a, an agent in our brain that clicks on, and it's called dopamine. The dopamine has these, these pathways. And you guys have probably been on a path before. Like you probably, if you've ever hiked anywhere, you, you know what a worn path is like. Like people over and over have walked over the grass. Now no longer is there even soft dirt. It's like hard as rock. Like it, it's just like people over time, how did it happen? Like over time they walk down that path over the grass, over the soft dirt. Now it's this really pressed down thing to it's this, this pathway. And it's, it's a really good picture of what happens in the brain. Because here's what's happened. You've seen all of these images, videos whatever it may be that have stimulated these things and now there is this dopamine pathway that's been worn down in your brain like these sensory pathways and it begins to like sear the nerve endings and we lose precious sensitivity we're down the road when we do want true intimacy with someone it doesn't happen because we've worn down the path, the dopamine. Home with so many dopamine hits that now that the path is just worn down and it gets us in a really difficult place. Time Magazine reports that it affects relationships when it comes to like real people, not people on a screen. And we don't realize that the, the images and the things we watch and, or, or hear or whatever it may be like, we don't realize that down the road, this may cause some, 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 some really big issues. Uh, here's what Time Magazine reported. They said this, that many people who are stuck in this or maybe even addicted simply are unable to experience sexual responses with a live person because they're so used 
to the fake image that they've seen. Like somewhere down the road when you do want to be married and you do want to be like God talks about in that box where it's been a husband and a wife, like that can affect that. Because the dopamine, the sensory pathways have been so just, just ran over like that, that many times it just affects so many more things down the road. Like that's relationally, that's mentally, that's all of these different things. It just begins to hit. Like I don't know if you know this or not, but 50%, 56% of divorce cases have one party that have an obsessive interest with online pornography. It wants to affect our relationships. It's not just going to affect you. It's going to affect other people around you. I mean, think 10 years, 15 years down the road, and and you've been uh, this addiction for this long. Like, do you want, like, I don't want to get that 56% that I would mess up, like, ruin my family and have to have kids every other weekend go here and there. But man, sometimes we don't think about what's going to happen down the road and what sometimes our actions can have, like what can go down, down the road. Uh, a longitudinal study have found this, that, that men who start watching porn after they're married are twice as likely to divorce. And there's a lot of other things we could talk about, like the detrimental consequences of these images, like in marriage is unfair, and there's these unhealthy comparisons of what we've seen and what is real life, and it just does not add up. We haven't even talked about how it objectifies, like how it makes people into objects, men and women into simply objects on a screen. Remember the first week we talked about this, that no, we are special, we have great words, we're made in God's image, we're not just something on a screen, that we are made in His image. I haven't even talked a little bit tonight about how many times pornography feeds into like something people love to stand up and be justice about, which is a cool thing. Like maybe you've heard a lot of people standing up for sex trafficking pornography is one of these things that feeds into sex trafficking it just it's just one of those things that does that like if you're a justice person then we want to stand up and we want to, we want to stop those types of things you see here's the thing every time you guard your heart and your mind Every time you click off or you say no or you move away or you say that I'm not going to go back to that, every time you guard your heart or your mind or your soul and you say no to like explicit content or you say no to this or that, here's what you're saying yes to. You're saying yes to like somewhere down the road, your future husband or wife in marriage. Like that's someone I would want to say yes to. Like you're saying, when you say no to that, you're saying yes to to mental health and you're saying yes to like future stuff and you're saying yes to like relational things in your life. And man, I want that for you. I want that for you. I want you to like thrive when it comes to your marriage. I want you to thrive when it comes to your spirituality. I want you to thrive in your relationship. And so does God too. He wants that for you. Like his plan for our sexuality is good. It's really, really good. And here's what we like to do. We just like to rationalize it. <coughs> Excuse me. It's what we like to do with any sin. Like we like to make up excuses for why it's okay. And we love to do that with this as well. We, here's what you may be thinking. You know, come on, Brian. It's, it's private, and I'm really, I'm not hurting anyone. I'm not hurting anybody. It's, just, it's, it's a private thing. Like, it, I, when I would just say that to that, I'd say false. Because you know who you're damaging is yourself. And I don't want that. 
And God doesn't want that. You see, actions aren't right or wrong based whether or not you're hurting someone. They're just not. If you're trying to make a moral argument, like moral values of whether it hurts people or not, like God is rooted in moral values. That's who's rooted in them. And, clear, and porn clearly violates God's rules. Like you just can't use it. It's not hurting anybody. Because here's the thing. It's hurting you. And just because it's not hurting anyone else does not mean that it's a, a right or moral thing. It's, it's just not. That's not what God want, would want from us. Another one is people like to say this. Well, porn is just educating me about sex. And you just need to know that this is not a place to fill in the gaps of your sexual education it's not meant to be a a teacher it's just not because here's the thing it's not a real picture it's not a real picture it's exaggerated it's unrealistic it's fake it's actors it's just not real it focuses on the physical and ignores the emotional and the mental and the spiritual bond that happens so man I I don't know what better warning I can give you. But I want the best for you, and I know God does. And he just says, hey, the best is, is, is not that. That's outside of the box. That's out, just it's outside of the box. So here's what I want to do tonight. Maybe this will be the most important thing that would help you tonight. I just Here's what I want to do. I, I want to give you some what should I do. I want to give you some help. And maybe this isn't for you today. Maybe it's going to be down the road. Maybe you're in college and all of a sudden you, you slip and there is, you, you, you get hooked. Maybe it's a friend that's struggling through something. Maybe it's going to be, I don't know who in your life. Maybe it's you. But man, maybe these are some things you just need to put in, 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 in write down. But the first thing I want to encourage you to do is to take some drastic measures by setting external boundaries. Like taking some drastic measures to set up some external boundaries. Remember I talked about that many times this leads to addiction, so it's a really hard thing you're going to have to deal with here. Like it, recovery is, is really difficult, and you're going to have to seriously deal with this issue. And some of these boundaries tonight are going to seem extreme. But when we look at Jesus, he sets really extreme boundaries for us. Look at this verse that Jesus talks about. He says this, uh, if your right eye... Actually, can you go back one slide? I think you need to go back one slide. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. My bad. <coughs> Did I put the other one in front of it? Go, go to the next slide. Yeah, I, 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 I messed up. You've heard it said, he's just talking about adultery here. That means that cheating on your husband or wife, going outside of marriage and sleeping with someone who's not your, your husband or wife. You heard it said you shouldn't do that. But Jesus says, I tell you, he like raises the bar here. He says that anyone who even looks lustfully at a woman has already committed adultery with her in his heart. Like Jesus always is after the heart. He's more after heart than he's after behaviors. Jesus always go after the heart. He says this uh, in verse 29. If your right eye causes you to stumble, gouge it out and throw it away. That's a pretty drastic measure. Pretty drastic measure. He goes on to say this. It's better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. And if your right hand causes you to stumble, hey, cut it off and throw it away. Man, it's better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to go into hell. And Jesus is just talking about this thing. He's saying, hey, if your right eye is causing you to mess up or stumble, like pop that thing out, like you just do that. He says, like, if your right hand offends you, cut it off. And he's, he, you know, Jesus here, he, he, he's not taking this statement to be literally. What he's doing, he's trying to express the seriousness when it comes to our sin. 
Like sin is such a serious thing. Like you've got to take it serious. You've got to take some drastic measures. And he throws these big things out. And he, he says, you've got to take some drastic measures. And tonight I want to give you a few practical, very, very practical, drastic measures that you're probably going to look at me and you're going to be like, no way. But here's the thing. I love you and I want to protect your heart. God has set me up as a shepherd. I want to protect the flock. I want to protect your heart. So here's a few practical things I just want to walk through. The most trafficked porn site says this, that 76% of all the traffic that comes to this site is through a cell phone. 76% of all the traffic on the biggest pornography website is this. It it comes all through the cell phone. So here's what I want to encourage you to do. Go ahead to that next slide. Uh, We're going to keep moving on here. One more, one more, one more. There you go. I I want to encourage you this, and this is crazy. I want to encourage you to get your phone out of your bed. That's pretty drastic. I want to encourage you to take your phone and charge it somewhere else. Now, we know what you're saying. Oh, it's my, Brian, how will I, it's my alarm. How will I ever wake up? You know what? They sell them for $10 on Amazon and Walmart, okay? I'll buy you one if you want me to. Jesus says, hey, if it's going to cause you something, I want to pluck that eye out. And I think what Jesus is telling us, you're going to have to take some drastic measures when it comes to lust and when it comes to images and things like this. I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you to, another thing, to rearrange your bedroom so that your computer screen faces the door and keep the door open or move it out of your room completely. Like, go home and, 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 and change your bedroom up so, like, you know when you walk in and you, for you to walk in the door, like, you could see the screen. Because here's what we like to do a lot of times. Oh, I'm hidden around the corner. Uh, when someone walks into the room, I've got time to click off, and I've got time to do this or that. And I just want to encourage you, man, like, it, it, you've got to take some drastic measures if you're going to want to fight. If you're going to want to train, you're going to have to take some drastic measures in your life, man, to do some of these things. They're, they're, they're drastic, but so is cutting off your hand or gouging your eye out. There's some things that we have to do. We have to take some, some drastic measures to, to do. And I, I, want you, I want you to, like, keep the door open because then you can't hide, man. It's not something we, we love to hide this. Another thing you need to do, uh, if you go ahead, is you need to identify the when and the where. You need to identify when you're, like you are just, you're weak and you give in. Like when is that? It, you need to sit down and identify the triggers or the patterns or the circumstances that, that when you trip up, like is it boredom? Is it, just, is it always late at night? Is it always in your room? Is it always on your phone? Is it always when you're just tired? Is it when you're, you're, you're stressed out with the world and you just want to get away from the world? You don't want to feel anything? Like what, what are some, you'd have to identify when are, like when does weakness happen? Where does weakness happen? In what room of your house is the weakness? Ha- like, you just have to identify some things if you're going to want to go to battle against this. Uh, like, I just want to encourage you to do that. Another thing you can do is uh, you can install some software. There's all kinds of software. If, you, if this is a really problem, it's called Covenant Eyes. It's crazy cool. Like, here's what you'll do. You'll find an accountability partner. You'll both download this on your phones and your laptops and your... <coughs> excuse me, your iPads, whatever it may be. And you'll download this software... And every time, like, AI is watching your screen, when you scroll to something you shouldn't, 
on my phone, it, it say I'm your accountability partner, it, say, it texts me and says, hey, you better, you better ask Buddy about what's going on. So right then and there, when I get a notification, I'm be like, hey, man, what, come on, fight. You got to be strong. Put that down. Swipe off. Go eat a sandwich. You know what I mean? Like, do, do something. Like, we, we've got to do this. And here's the cool thing. There's some digital things that can help us fight some digital things that are going on. So here's the challenge. I want to encourage you next. Uh, go ahead to that next slide. <coughs> Tonight, you need to make a decision today to get accountable. Because here's the thing. Accountability is one of the greatest enemies of pornography. Having a brother or sister in Christ that will ask you the hard questions every week or every other week. Hey, how's it, how's it going on your, on your phone? Are you, are you looking at those images? Have you stayed away from that? Like when I know that somebody has to ask me those hard questions, it helps me fight stronger. Because I have someone to my left or my right that will help me fight. And accountability is one of the greatest enemies of pornography. But here's the thing. The path to accountability is this. You first have to start with this. You've got to admit it. You've got to admit it to yourself. And you have to admit it to someone else. And I know admitting this to other people, admitting this to a friend or a family, or admitting this to a fiancé or a spouse or a parent is one of the toughest things that you will have to do. But you also have to remember this, that accountability is one of the greatest enemies of pornography. We also need to admit it to God. And here's the thing, when you admit things like this to God, when you admit sin to Him, He's not like this. Wait, what? You're kidding me. I had no idea. See, that's not, he he already knows. And he's already waiting with forgiveness. So why don't go ahead and admit it to God when he already knows what's true about us? I love 1 John 1, 9. You're probably going to hit this one and engage this week. It says this, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just. If we'll confess, if we'll admit it, and he'll forgive our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness righteousness. I sent out an email uh, to our connect group leaders, and I don't know if everybody reads that email or not, uh, and, and I maybe I'm springing this on some of you, uh, but I would love for, if you are one of our connect group leaders, and if you are willing to hold a student accountable when it comes to pornography, I'm going to ask that you would just stand up. If you're a connect group leader and you're willing to hold somebody accountable, when it comes to this. Let's look around. You guys can have a seat. Thank you. Here's the thing. There are people in this room and there are parents in your home who would love to fight with you who would love to help hold you accountable because accountability is one of the greatest enemies of this tonight. The reason is because accountability is so, is so powerful because this is something that's so secret and private. This is something that, that needs to be brought into the light. Zero judgment. We don't want to judge you. We don't want to bash you. We want to love you and we want to help you fight. But here's the thing. 
we don't know if you won't say it. If you're not brave enough to admit it, and if you really don't you want the help, then I, I wish I was a mind reader, man. I really wish I was many times, but I'm not. If I can help you, if one of your leaders can help you, we are here and we would love to do this. Uh, getting close to the end here, I just want to encourage you to, tonight, I don't want you to forget that this is a heart issue. At the root of this issue is the heart, because Jesus is always after the heart. What's he talk about? He's not talking about adultery here. He goes and he says, it's about the heart. It's a heart issue. It's not even there yet. The next section, he talks about murder. He's like, hey, I'm really not talking about murder. I'm talking about the heart and about you calling people names. He always goes to the heart is what Jesus does. Because here's the thing. If you just change the behavior, but you don't change the heart, many times things come back into play. They just love to do that. You, just moving your computer or, or dealing with your phone and not going after your heart, it's not going to be as effective. This has to be something in your heart. You're like, man, I, I want to move away from this, and I want to move towards Jesus. You see, getting past pornography is not going to be on your own power. It's going to be because of the power of Jesus Christ and the presence of his Holy Spirit. Like, it's not something you have to do alone. Like, there's other people, and there's God who would love to help us with this. Uh, last one, uh, and we'll be done for the night, is I want to encourage you this. Oh, one back. Back one. Back one, yeah. I want to encourage you this. Would you stare at Jesus and not stare at pornography? Here's what I mean by that. There's all this research. It's called the power of four. I've talked about it a lot in here. And it's simply this. It's engaging with God's word four times a week. Like Bible reading plan, like hitting that four times a week. Like here's the thing. It does some, some really good things in our life. It's actually shown the, the people that would lean in four times a week and just read some scripture four times a week, not having to come to church four times a week, but you're in the word four times a week. It, viewing pornography drops 61%. And if you put that with an accountability partner, like there's some really good things. And what I'm learning is this. Go ahead to that next slide. What I'm learning is this. The closer you move towards Jesus, the further you're going to want to move away from sin. Like as you grow to know Jesus more and more, and maybe you're on your first baby steps. Like this is the second time you've been here and you don't know a lot about Jesus. Here's what he wants to do. He wants to take you as you are right now. And as you move closer to him, he, he's going to help you move further and further away from the, the sin in our lives. It's just the way it works out. So I want to encourage you, as you, would you move closer to Jesus so you can move further away from sin? Can I just encourage you as we close? <coughs> like if you haven't messed with this, what I've talked about tonight, it's awesome. And I just want to tell you, don't. Don't mess with it. Do not mess with it. There's this story I love. It's a, it's a tale about a young man on top of a mountain. Young man's up on the top of a mountain. He's going to descend down the mountain. He's been up top, and he's going to go back down. As he, he descends down the mountain, he notices this rattlesnake curled up on a rock just, just sunning himself. This rattlesnake, obviously it's not a true story, but this, this rattlesnake speaks to him, and he asks him, he says, hey, I, I'd love to go. Can you take me down the mountain? I'm, I'm thirsty. 
you know, there's a nice stream down there. Can you just pick me up and take me down the mountain? Is what this rattlesnake asked this, this young man. And, you know, the young man was hesitant. He said, you're a rattlesnake. Like, you might bite me and I'm going to die. Like, I'm not going to do that. And he, you know, the rattlesnake, he just smiles and says, I promise I will not bite you. Just, just carry me down the mountain. The young man was hesitant. But finally he gives in and he says yes. He, he says yes to the request and he begins to take the rattlesnake down the mountain. It's just, they're going all good and he's finally, they're down there by the stream and he begins to put uh, this rattlesnake down. And right when he puts the rattlesnake down, the rattlesnake bites him on the hand. And the little boy's like, this young man's like, why did you do that? Why did you bite me? You promised that you wouldn't. And the snake replies this. You knew what I was when you picked me up. And I just wanted you to hold on to that warning. I want you to hold on to the warning. Like I said before, do not touch pornography. Don't think that viewing it once to get the kicks out or curiosity will be it's like it's a harmless thing. I want you to think of the story of the snake. Don't pick it up. Don't touch it because there's damage that wants to happen in our hearts and spiritually and relationally and down the road. It wants to ruin our beautiful hearts and all of these things. It only harms. Like, don't go near the snake, man. Like, you know what it is. You knew what it was when, I, when you picked me up. I know tonight, um, for many, like, like, shame is just heavy tonight. The shame of sexual fail, uh, failures is just, it's heavy and it's strong. We feel powerless. We've talked about how pornography destroys, but you need to know this, that Jesus loves to put things back together. He loves broken. He loves sinners. I mean, shoot, he conquered sin and death and shame. It's what he does. Porn destroys. Jesus says, I will fix. And you need to know this, like you're not too far gone. I don't care what you've seen, you are not too far gone. God would love to wash us. He's in the making new business. It's just what he does, and he would love to do that for you. But here's the thing, he's going after the heart. Jesus is always after the heart. And tonight, I just want to encourage you, would you bring your heart towards Jesus? Would you bring your heart to someone who would hold you accountable? Like, would you, would you make those steps? Would you be brave enough to do that? You know, we're coming to a time of worship, and this is a time where our hearts move towards God. The first song we're going to sing tonight is about this, I believe it's about this fresh wind that would come into our lives. For some of us, that's what we need. We need a fresh wind to come and to wipe us clean and to make us. As we go into worship now, I, just, would you just, I want you to interact with God for the next few minutes. Would you give Him your focus and attention? Would you not try to draw attention to yourself? Would you just, these next 10 minutes, would you focus in and worship God? Not be distracting other people but to move our hearts closer to God. Will you pray with me? Father, I thank you for tonight. And I pray tonight if people are feeling this shame and guilt, that they'd realize that they don't have to stay there. That there is hope and healing available. God, I pray some, tonight that some people are bold enough and brave enough to say, you know what? <coughs> I need some help.
I need to run towards Jesus. I need to run to the light. I need uh, someone to hold me accountable. I need to move a desk or a phone. I need to take some drastic measures. God, I pray tonight that you'd help us become more and more like your son. God, we thank you for this time of worship and pray that our hearts would be focused on you. I pray all this in the name of Jesus. Amen.